0: The following audio drama is rated R for Rockin. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you were a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old.
1: Hi, this is Daniel Anderlich, GM of Explorers Wanted, which is a weekly Numenera actual play podcast about exploration, intrigue, and friendship. The show takes place one billion years in our future, where humans have risen again in the ashes of eight prior worlds ancient civilizations whose technology is far beyond any of the current residents. The show features the characters of Atalia, a thief in Nano, which is kind of like a science wizard, Nyx, a warrior monk who due to an infection has mutated into an abhuman-snake hybrid, ChaCha, a Nano performer who sees invisible horrors, and Dilly, a right artificer who crossed a crime syndicate by sabotaging a deadly automaton. You're about to listen to episode 27. Wherein our crew of explorers, all with large bounties on their heads and unable to return to their home city of Charmond, have been contracted to investigate a missing caravan. After a month of travel through the wilds to meet with their local contact, we open as they can just beyond the boundaries of the trade city of Shalmas, a place also known as the City of Echoes. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. Fuck, I forgot to think of something
2: to say. Uh, Stace Babcock.
3: Uh, Samson forgot
4: something to say. Alex Finn. Stace pointed out Samson forgot something to say.
1: And Marietta Jones.
4: Well, I'm having just a lovely
0: evening. Thanks for asking.
2: (laughs) Oh, fucking combo break. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so let's see who remembers what happened last time this time i'm gonna pick on samson oh shit um so last time i got into
2: visual distance of Shalomus, but it's still about two days away but then stopped Chacha from screaming destiny and just fucking booking it towards it <laughs> Nyx and Jeski at the command of Talia run ahead and keep up with her. Dilly tries to do a run, but it's fucking evil, so he stops after he throws up. Anyway, uh, Cha-Cha eventually needs to rest, but Talia and Dilly get attacked by war moths three miles back. Dilly tries to help with Cossack Storm, kills the moths, but also fucks up Talia a little bit. My bad. Although I did give you a speed, I spent two ciphers on you. So
0: you did, you did. I really appreciate that speed heal. I didn't really get to say that enough, but I want you to know that that speed heal was clutch. Thank you.
2: Also, Natalia has a, a face car now, so it's gnarly. Oh yeah, seeing giant blobs of caustic liquid getting thrown around in the distance. Cha Cha, and Jeski come back. Some tension created between Nixon and Natalia. That was fun. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, because... Every episode.
2: Party was split, even though Nyx is all like, hey, let's be a family as one.
4: <laughs>
2: then we split the party.
4: That's how we roll. That is this campaign. We're going to
3: change the name of the podcast to split the party.
0: <laughs> also known as Salt
3: Campaign.
2: Anyway, after that, uh, we travel a little bit, make camp. Or I think we're about like a day away from Shalmas. Because we had to walk, because running, someone decided to do that. During that camp, Dilly had a dream. He had a dream that he was in the warehouse, and he was hearing Asidra talk to Aces, who now has a cane. Apparently they had got the uh, glyph device worked out. Although Asidra is frustrated that all this trouble has been had over Dilly. They can turn it on, but they don't know quite how it works. The machine, that may also be Dilly, I don't know, dreams, uh, can talk... But like, clicky sounds, and, yeah, that's where Dan ended it.
3: Which is Sudra, if that's her name, understood, which seems interesting.
2: Did she understand it?
3: Like, she understood the clicky language,
1: I think. I don't think it was clear to Dilly one way or the other if she understood it or not. Okay. And she didn't clearly do either, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's where we ended it. So, Dilly, I would say you wake up in a cold sweat in the morning. That's fair. Oh, shit. Fucking running dreams. This would probably be during Italia's watch.
0: What's going on?
2: I I think the running stressed me out. is a uh,
0: nightmare. Yeah? What was it about?
2: I, uh... War moths? No. Um, I had a dream. I was back in the warehouse... Where I was building the automaton for the Nexus, and I heard a Aces talk about, like, they got the uh, glyph object thing, cypher, artifact, words, whatever that was, to work. And that, uh, okay. yeah, they unlocked the automaton, but they don't know how it works yet, so I,
0: uh... Seems, like, really kind of specific, actually. That seems, like, less dream-like and more, like, memory-like.
2: I don't remember that happening, so...
0: I know, but, like, dreams are fucking weird, man, and that seems like a thing that definitely easily could happen.
2: Yeah, nightmare. It's probably just my uh, subconscious I don't... projecting.
0: Well, your subconscious is an anomaly that's very specific and situational. So, maybe there's something else. Tell me more about this automaton thing, Bob. Does it have any special capabilities? Do you have any to it. I
2: uh, mean, I've been working on it for over a year, mostly just working on, like, interfacing it with a larger body. I, I discovered the night that I blocked it up and ran away that it was uh, connected to a weapon systems that I had no idea they were adding to it, but...
0: Was it supposed to have, like, its own consciousness, or, like, what were you going for with it as far as, like, it's... You said it was trying to communicate or something.
2: Um... So what was I was given, what I know I was working on was a a relentless reaper, but like a variation of it, a variation of the metal mind that stores all its processing and thinking, basically. And I was hired, basically, to get it to work in a new body. And it kind of kept me sequestered in that narrow space for most of the project.
0: Okay, well, um, what does it mean if what you dreamed was real? Like, what does it mean if that's, like, really what happened? Just hypothetical,
2: you know. I had, like, a half hour at most when I found out what they were doing, what they had brought into this automata. Okay. Um, So I kind of, not quite this, just because it's gets a little weird when you're talking about, like, the capacity of robots. But I kind of chopped it up and r- locked its portions behind different glyphs. So, okay, yeah, I also kind of scrambled its brain in a way, kind of messed with the architecture of it, made it hard to decipher what was going through. So if...
0: So wait, 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 how did you do the glyphs? Is that like an esoteric thing or, or what? Like, is there is there some connection between you and these glyphs?
2: Uh, no, the glyphs were basically like an encryption that I was able to do just like within the space of the metal mind. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't, that's just basic automation I learned from my master.
1: Okay,
2: but if hypothetically this dream was true, I, I guess they unlocked all of the capabilities of the Automata, but they're still having trouble controlling it. So I guess they haven't descrambled the uh, Metal Mind's architecture.
0: Okay, right, and how long did they have with it to do the glyphs? I'm just wondering if we could project like how long until they hypothetically would have full control over this thing
2: i have no idea i it's wild that they even found something to decode the glyphs that i didn't think were decodable at all because i just basically made those up on the spot so that's wild but they have resources i can't even imagine so i could be tomorrow could be a year from now could be never so yeah i maybe they'll find another object to fix their problems maybe they won't i have no idea i definitely scrambled that thing with the intention that You can't unscramble it, so...
0: No, but you also glyphed it with the intention to not have it unglyphed, so... Yeah. Seems like that artifact um, could do a lot.
1: Yeah. Dilly, from what little you saw of the plan in Mama Jaren's, uh, as long as the artifact didn't deplete, it could do more than just decode a glyph. Shit.
0: But how could they have used that artifact? Doesn't Mama Jaren have it? Or did they use it and then try to sell it?
3: Uh, no. One was missing. That's why Dilly Power washed the floor with vomit.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. One had been accessed already, and Polos had been contracted to go to the warehouse to work on a project. A prefab project where they already had the supplies. That's why we had to leave, because Polos wasn't dead. He was off
2: somewhere.
0: Right.
3: When he gets home. (sighs) He's
0: gonna be unhappy, but he's gonna be alive, so... I just don't see him surviving that fight. We hadn't.
3: Oh, I meant the rekeyed locks. So. Yeah, <laughs> we did that.
1: At this point, I would say Nixon and Cha-Cha are probably starting to stir because it is dawn. Ugh.
0: Well, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe that was just a dream, but it seems awfully specific.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I'm pretty sure it's just stress. Like I've never had a dream like that, seeing what's happening somewhere else. That's Crazy. That was in, like, fairy tales. That doesn't happen to me.
0: You know what else is crazy? This entire situation. and the ninth world. And you expect... Yeah, anyway. It's an artifact, man.
2: Yeah. It was weird that I experienced a dream from, I guess, the perspective of the metal mind. That's odd.
0: Well, maybe you should think about, is there a way to explain it from a rights perspective, not just some weird dream shit?
2: I don't know. I... I'm not carrying a device. I don't don't know. Anything. I would need a nano to explain what's going on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Italia is just like, she just blinks at him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sun don't rise with that kind of shade.
2: (laughs) Dilly will stare at Italia just like in that silence. And then a literal light bulb appears above his head. Oh, fuck. You're a nano. Explain this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Could, with the information that Dilly's given me, could I, like, explain it via, like, Numenera basis? Or try to comprehend it?
1: Give me a 15 understanding Numenera roll.
0: Okay, which I'm trained in, and I will definitely spend a level of effort, because it is peculiar. Mm Mm-hmm. 17.
1: It certainly sounds suspicious. You would probably have to scan him to figure out if there's anything that's really happening here versus just his dream versus just like a random anxiety dream.
0: How do you feel about a scan just to see, you know, if there's something I picked up some things with Nick's, you know, why couldn't there be something
2: here? Do You think I'm abhuman?
0: I don't think you're abhuman. I just am curious if there's something going on with your energy, you know, there could be a bunch of different
2: things. All right. Uh, Do I need to do anything? Do I need to, like...
0: Just lay there. All right.
2: It's a typical Reiki session. You just pay in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Be gentle. This is my first time.
0: (laughs) Atalia will walk over and do the thing.
1: Once again, like before, this smoke seems to exude from your hands and surround Dilly. Dilly, you can see this smoke kind of surround you for a moment. Um, but you don't see what happens next. Italia sees the motes of light in the smoke circle around through your body, and they sort of go through as if they're going through all the veins and vessels of Dilly's body, and then they come out almost in a single beam to Italia's mind. And Italia, you know these things from it. Dilly is human. Dilly has a lot of knowledge. One thing you pick up, Dilly's health is not great. I mean, he's not sick or anything like that, but, like, he definitely needs more cardio. He's at risk at some point in the future if he doesn't get more cardio. (laughs) You know, he really needs to spend some time on that if he wants to avoid future health complications. (laughs) The other thing that you notice is that it's not like Nick's. It's not as pervasive as Nick's. But there is something there. And Dilly, like any person of the ninth world, definitely has nanites inside him. And certainly anybody who's of a certain, like, explorer type, like you guys, has nanites in them. But he definitely has some that are tied to something else. You don't really have words for this in, I don't know how nanos would think of it in the ninth world. You've come across a phrase in your studies, you've never seen an example of it before, of something called spooky action at a distance. (laughs) Individual, like, from what you've read, subatomic particles that interact with each other over great distances. It's not clear how it happened, but there's definitely something there that is more active than just, say, a normal subatomic particle. It's something that's tied to something very specific And if you had to guess, based off of your previous Numenera Raw, there is something that's connecting him to this device. It's not particularly strong. It's more like a a remnant from exposure to it and working so closely with it. And that's what you get.
0: Okay. Well, good news. You're not an abhuman.
1: Oh,
2: all right. No offense, Nix.
0: Also good news... Your intellect is heckin' high, man. Congratulations.
2: Uh, thanks.
0: You should probably work out. I'm just saying, like, maybe think about cardio a little bit more. I think all this traveling might
4: be good for you.
0: But most importantly, you know how, like, you're right, you have these abilities, and it's because of nanites. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, some of your nanites have a connection to something further away. And based on your dream, it seems like that would be the automaton, perhaps. I can't tell exactly, but uh this sort of thing would be from exposure and you spent a lot of time with it, like a year. So Huh. are weird, man. I mean, like, I kind of think that there's something there with that for me and jesky too. You know, it's just I think it's something that we don't appreciate enough studying Numenera, you know.
2: How long have you had Chesky?
0: Oh, well, I don't mean, like, the, the like, exposure part, but just, like, the nanite connection. I, I don't know. There's 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 always more to... I'm going to stop talking now. Anyways, that's my hypothesis. That's what the scan says. At least some of your nanites are connected to something.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: And it's not, like, super strong, so it might make sense that it would be, like, a dream thing and not, like, a consciousness 24-7 thing.
2: So then why now? Why...
0: Is this the first dream like this you've had? Yeah.
2: Oh, probably because it's unlocked recently. Fuck. I can never go back to All Alright. Shit.
0: Don't you feel like you have to go back to fix it?
2: I I don't... They seem to be doing fine without me. I would probably just get crushed by deuces, I think. That's why they keep them around.
0: You don't have any, like, emotional attachment to this automaton, is what you're saying?
2: (sighs) I mean intellectually like I have a I would love to study it and see what like just pure that academic sense yeah but it's that's not really an option it's being used for something else so I'd rather not
0: it just seems like a thing that could change hypothetically speaking
2: well yeah I could probably change it but we'd have to get past the Nixos and that's probably not going to happen so
0: we're getting stronger and have more allies now I don't know don't write anything off things are changing too quickly to make any of those decisions you make everything so concrete and I think it's because of your fear and you should probably stop that.
2: Okay, I'll just stop being scared. I'll just stop that right now and done. Got it.
1: <laughs> uh, Samson, you sound like me with my therapist. Okay. Uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I like I, I understand being afraid, I'm also afraid, but you gotta stop letting it dictate all of your reasoning. You're supposed to be alright, right? right? You're, like, into how this all works, like, concretely. And fear is not concrete, you know what I'm saying? Like, be open to other options, even if you're afraid of them.
2: I, I don't see another option. Like, these are people that can just fucking decode glyphs that should not be able to be decoded.
0: Because of the artifact they have, because of the artifact that we have a connection to, if you recall...
2: Like, the same connection that this, with this thing?
0: Well, I mean, Mom and Jaren. So, wait, okay, let me clarify. Are there two copies of this artifact?
2: Uh, so the object had, was basically like a repository for different plans, and that uh, the Nixos accessed, and then okay, with Polos was able to recreate it.
0: Okay, but they don't have the artifact anymore, so the artifact would still have those plans.
2: Yeah. We don't know if there's other stuff in there.
0: Exactly, but we we know Mama and Jared, so there's at least one connection there. I'm not saying we'll ever see it again, but there is a possibility that that could happen.
2: It's a very slim possibility, that's...
0: But it's never going to be possible if you don't, like, seek that. If you're just like, oh man, that's too hard and scary and improbable, so we're not going to try it. Are you ever going to, like, progress or learn things that way? Is that how you approach, like, the right activities of building the automaton?
2: Well, for one thing, with the automaton, my life wasn't at stake.
0: But it was the whole time you were working for the Nixos.
2: I didn't really know that until like that night. Well,
0: but the the thing is there are so many things that you should be horribly afraid of that you're not aware of. And then you're letting that fear once you're aware of it impact. I don't know. Like I I understand Dilly, but (laughs) things are changing here drastically. You are not in the position you were in a month ago, you know, two months ago, even. This is very different. And if you keep thinking the way you were thinking before, you're never going to get past this. And you're so intelligent. You're capable of so much. You had that crazy dream last night that, connect, like, that showed you that connection. There's so much possible. And because of your fear, you're just saying no. Like, that should have made you so excited. It should be like, oh, my gosh, how is this a thing that exists? But instead, you're like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm just not going to investigate that any further. Nope.
2: My life is the only thing I really have left at the moment. You bring it up on a right, but I'm not much of a right if I don't have a workshop. And they've taken that. This could be
0: more than that.
2: I I don't have any family. I don't have anything left for me in Sherman, so. I don't either. Yeah.
0: But we'll see. I just don't think it's over with that. And I think it's just, just think about it. Just think about it, we've got a lot of walk still to do, we've got plenty of time, just give yourself some room to, to, to like, play in that space, see what's going on there, you know? All right. Because that, taking care of that situation, could also give you a potential place to work again.
2: Yeah, it's still a whole systemic crime syndicate that we need to, need to remove, and
1: that's gonna be-
0: I mean, Nix is a snake at this point, anything's possible.
1: Jessky gives a big yawn and goes over to a rock and starts pissing.
0: <laughs> Man, I wish I could just live my leg and pee. You know, dude's head is so easy. I gotta pull my pants, like, all the way down and expose myself to the world. And then somebody
4: always shows up.
2: Oh, I don't know how to respond to that one. That's
1: <laughs> way above my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, Nixon and Cha-Cha probably woke up for most of the last part of that conversation.
4: Cha-Cha yells out, get a funnel. There's a reason why when you travel, you keep a funnel.
0: Is that the secret? Yes. Y'all didn't tell me the secret! Now I know. Oh, I gotta get me a funnel when we're in, Chalmus.
3: It's not as great as it sounds. You probably know that.
2: Could you just get, like, a big leaf? Just kind of... You know. I was going to say taco, but that felt
1: bad.
0: <laughs> they make plastic versions of those, actually. Yeah.
1: Moving on. Um, classic <laughs> and synth.
2: <laughs> One thing before we do move on, this has given Delia a lot to think about, and also the dream and scarring Natalia has given him a clarity, and he is going to advance and get an edge.
1: Mmm. Aww. Love that. So you're putting an edge in intellect, I assume.
0: Character growth.
1: Awesome. <laughs> okay. So it's morning. Do you guys move on? Do you change direction completely? Just decide, fuck it, we're gonna go to Draolis instead.
0: Like, oh Daniel's
4: carefully laid plan, we're just gonna
1: Yeah, you think that. so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Chacha makes to power walk towards Shawmus, but like looks at Nick's like, yeah. Going this time, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys up to power walking? I tell you what, it's more of a workout than you think. Uh, just a little bit faster than
0: yesterday, you know. Just give it a shot, just try.
3: Fine, you gotta use your hips, Dilly. Gotta swing them.
2: <laughs> Tries to swing his hips, and just his whole torso goes with it with shoulders. And <Yeah>.
0: He's God,
1: now I need to see like a gif of Dilly salsa dancing. <laughs> the whitest thing you've ever seen.
3: Mm, I would be here for it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. Dilly's
3: hips do lie.
0: Nope, not that way.
1: Okay, so it does take you most of a day to get to Shalmas It's fairly well fortified, but you know it's it's a city like it's not closed off. There are walls that surround it, but. For the most part, the gates are open. As long as you're not, like, obviously, like, a horde of abhumans coming to attack them or a foreign army, like, the guards will let you through into Shalmas.
3: What about one abhuman?
1: Well, Nyx isn't obviously an abhuman, except for the fact that she's got green hair.
3: She had pink hair before.
1: Yeah, and you can't really tell that it's scales on her hair unless you look really closely, especially since it's not particularly long yet. But as you guys come into Shalmas, you see it's it's quite a big city. I mean, this is a one of the other major cities of Navarine. You know, it's a home for one of the many universities. Well, one of the three big universities of Navarine. There's one in Charmant. There's one in Shalmas. There's one in Bodrov, and there's probably lesser schools elsewhere. But they're not like they're not really accredited, shall we say.
0: No, those kind of stone transfer.
1: Yeah. So, Nix, this, this is very familiar to you. You know Shalmas pretty well, and you went to school here for... Uh, how many years did you go to school here before you went and joined the the Benevolent Society?
3: Um, I think that Nix graduated.
1: So let's say it's a three-year program. Okay. Especially since they get into the universities here, you had to have studied pretty hard. You would have had to learn in advance, like, which honestly... Your parents took care of for the most part. Oh yeah, um,
4: oh yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: there there were some palms
3: greased.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of legacies that go through the university systems, the various uh, colleges. But still, like you know, you got there, and Nix isn't lazy. Like she did what she needed to do. But the the city is it's it's quite busy. There's a lot of trade going on as you come in, like when you're coming in, like the first place you encounter is the market square. However, there's also, and to Nix, this is no big deal because she spent three years here, but there are also, in addition to all the people milling about the market, there are also strange, semi-transparent figures of both human appearance and very non-human appearance. Going through various motions, like almost on a repeat. Like you'll see some humans kind of meeting there, and they look like young lovers. And presumably, when they're meeting, is a different time of day because their meeting is that they're all alone and they're finding space uh, next to a stall where they can essentially make out together and kiss and away from their families. And then you also see stranger creatures, creatures that you don't recognize as figures from the ninth world, creatures with tentacles or creatures that are almost like some sort of polygon more than anything else, kind of going through some sort of pattern or transaction in the midst of the square, almost acting as if they're somewhere else. There's not a lot of detail. But I would say Cha-Cha In particular, this is a very confusing situation for you because these half-phased echoes of Shaulness, they're extremely hard to differentiate from the horrors. It takes you a little bit to figure out that these are just shades repeating actions that they did before because everything about them registers to you the same way that you usually see the horrors. It's almost like it takes serious concentration and context to figure out what's an actual independent autonomous horror, like you're used to seeing, versus the echoes that are within the city. Hmm. It's somewhat disorienting.
4: Yeah, I think Chacha's gonna have that like, mile-wide, kind of glazed-over look on her face for a while while she's trying to figure it out. And then she's gonna turn to Nix and kind of just be Make the hands up. I need a ride again. And be like, this place. Oh, Nick kneels
3: down. I'm like, all right, get up here. What are you trying to see? Are you trying to see something?
4: No, the the horrors are wrong here, and there's too many of them. I have a headache. I need a ride.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I got, I get you right, Chacha. I know where he is, but uh, these these are uh, you're talking about the the echoes. They're wrong horrors. We should get rid of them. I I don't know that. We can cha-cha. I think they're just kind of like memories. There's this really cool one that's by this fountain I used to hang out at. It's like you could see part of a pretty good fight. Don't know how it ends, though, so that's like a little disappointing. But, you know, if you're there at the right time, you can catch it.
4: But they're like stuck there forever, doing the same thing over and over. Oh, do you think they're like alive? Yeah, they're sa- same level as the horrors.
3: Oh, shit. Yo, Talia, what do you think of these echoes? Do you think they're still alive?
0: um like the, the numenera base at all it would be yeah all right um can i make an understanding numenera rule to try to comprehend what's going on with these shades
1: sure your target is a 27 uh-huh. uh,
0: <laughs> not a clue man <laughs> <laughs> not a clue my dude it's pretty spooky though it does seem like it might be numenera but i don't that's way above my Do you have
3: a book of Numenera and can you spend like two levels of effort to get that below a...
0: (laughs) I do have a book of understanding Numenera. I could spend two levels of effort.
3: Yeah, and Cha-Cha's a nano.
1: And the Mad Gaming Award Uh... for this session goes (laughs) to Space.
0: What is that?
3: What would it be if it was three levels lower?
1: If it was three levels lower, bring it to an 18.
3: (laughs) Why not? Maybe Cha-Cha could help. She's a nano. I I don't know.
0: three assets.
2: (laughs) <laughs> actually could daily health is oh no you have three assets never mind
3: no you're expending two levels of effort that's different than having an asset
0: and the understanding of numenera
3: is it that, that's one asset
1: so that brings it down to an 18 if you're going to use the book that's another asset you can have a max of two assets so that brings it down to a 15
0: which is what i just rolled really yes that is exactly what I rolled. i said it earlier in the audio
1: Okay, so so you spent four points of intellect, right?
0: Yeah, guys, I'm gonna need a nap.
1: <sighs> yeah, sorry, five points <sighs> of intellect. Five points of intellect.
0: Yeah, I hope we're not fighting anything.
1: <laughs> They're definitely numenera based. They are definitely repeating echoes of what they were. They are not the things that they represent an echo of are not the same things as what they are. However. I will give you this. These echoes, for the short moment that they exist, are fully conscious, autonomous copies of whatever they were. And because they have the same memories, the same understanding of the world, they repeat the same choices over and over again. And then they fade away until it's time for them to come back and they're reinstantiated again at that same point, the same knowledge, and from their perspectives, the same circumstances. And they make the same choices again and again and again.
0: I'll kind of say that really quietly while she, like, stares at them, but, like, unfocused staring. She'll kind of, like, say it quietly. That's, that's what it is.
3: Dang.
2: Wow. Oh, welcome to show, miss. Look at our existential crises.
4: Like as a player, I was hoping I was wrong with that statement. I was just going off what Chacha believes is happening, but I didn't want to be right.
1: Natalia, it occurs to you this is a pretty significant consideration because it means that species of many worlds all suffer from the same thing. That given the same memories and the same circumstances, they would always make the same choice, regardless of the consequences.
0: That's fucked up. So it is fate. It's fate. I think this proves that it's fate. I need to write, like, a whole dissertation on this. Maybe I could get a scholarship and go to school. Oh, my gosh. Do you think Sean No.
3: Was- what? This isn't fate. This is Numenera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh,
2: <laughs> I'm going to throw a snowball at you <laughs> next time I see you.
0: <laughs> Fuck, man. Well, that was interesting.
3: That's pretty dope, but, like- Kind of sad, I think.
0: Yeah, kind of sad is a good way to describe that.
1: Yeah. All of your faces right now.
3: (laughs) Daniel, that was so good. Like, I can't (laughs) even. That's like, my mind is blown. Yeah. Just fucking unlock the secret of Shalmas.
2: (laughs) Figured it out. Let's go.
3: (laughs) Man, I gotta tell that to my tutor, Italia, because that is definitely not what they told me. If I see him here.
0: Uh, well, I don't have a formal education and haven't run proper experiments, so they probably wouldn't listen to me anyway.
1: Yeah. Incidentally, between that discovery as well as the journey across the lands, including taking an unfamiliar path, we all have an additional 2 XP. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you know what that means? You know what that means. Sorry. That was, that was, a, little, that was a little excitement. yes, yes. yes, yes. It's all because of you, Dilly. I would not be here without you today.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's weird things say.
0: Don't worry about it. I'm just becoming
4: more powerful.
1: More powerful than (laughs) you can imagine.
4: Chacha's just snuggling, like, burying herself into Nix's back because the confirmation of that knowledge, she just hates it. Sorry, Chacha.
1: And definitely Chacha as a nano, it makes total sense to you. Like, when Natalia describes it that way, like, everything clicks into a logical place for you.
4: I guess she mutters, this is the world I must change. This is not right. This is why I had to hurry. I will burn the city down, and it will be fine. (laughs)
2: Did you say something, Chacha?
4: (laughs) There's more than one way to save a city.
0: Oh, if burning it down is saving it.
3: Uh, me either. That's a really good point. Uh... Shit, were we supposed to do something when we got here, guys? Do you remember?
0: <laughs> let go meet with our contacts.
1: Yeah, Sala, are the we? merchant.
3: Yeah, let's go find...
0: We're in the market, right? That's where merchants are. Let's find this bro, person, dude, lady, person. I don't know who this is. I mean,
2: this person's probably, like, the same organization as Mama Jaren, so should we go to...
4: The Guardians of Night's Hope! Does she re- yell that in the middle of the uh, yell that. Talia.
2: damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we go to a back alley and try to find a similar (laughs) office as Mama Jarris
1: that's out of the way and doesn't involve people fucking yelling the name. God, what? (laughs) So Merrick would have given you since Salah is a merchant he would have given you the information about where to find their shop in Shalmas. And certainly as you go down as you follow kind of like in general the path, it doesn't take you long to find a shop with a sign that says Salah's Curiosities. So you're all standing outside of Salah's Curiosities.
3: Guys, we just knock. Like, it's a shop. We just knock, okay? Or go in if it's open.
1: Then do it. Go, go knock. It has an open sign.
3: Okay. All right. Let's go in.
1: Okay, so you go in. Um, it's pretty quiet in here. As you come in, you see a wide array of smaller oddities behind glass on the shelves. You know, there are a number of things. Um, you'll see one that looks like it might have been like a, a saddle, but it's like the size of it is like as if it was a saddle that was supposed to be put on like a cat. Aww. You see a number of like smaller objects. It's harder to tell what their purpose is. And um, there's, of course, a, you know, a desk at the side. When there are some. There's a case that apparently probably has more valuable things but you'd have to look closer but as you walk in the door there's a small odd chime that seems to echo from every direction triggered by the door and a short man walks out from behind he's not as short as Dilly he's about 5'3 but he's 5'3 blonde hair very dark skin sort of butterscotch eyes and He comes out in this sort of, you know, gray dress, and he's like, ah, yes, new customers. How can I help you? I have all variety of strange things from prior worlds here for sale. What ciphers do you have? Oh, that's. Oh, wait, I'm
2: sorry, right. We're in a job. Serious.
3: Well, I would actually kind of be interested in some ciphers that you may have. But yeah, we're here on a job from uh, Mama J.
1: Mama J? Oh. Who's Mama J? Is
3: this, this guy not? Mama
1: Jaren. Sure, i I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that name.
3: Is this Sala?
1: Or not Sala? It's the only person you see in the shop.
3: Hey, are you Sala? <laughs> can I
0: inside check this person?
1: <laughs> you sure can. It will be a twelve.
0: All right, and I'm trained in detecting falsehoods, so if this dude's lying, He hasn't said anything,
1: so i would be nine.
0: That's an eleven, which is not enough.
1: A- <laughs> he's pretending not to know Mama J, but he looks a little nervous. Like, he's not sure who, the de- who, what the deal is, who you guys are.
0: We're looking for a missing caravan?
1: I see that... I, I'm curious why you would come here. Like, so, Natalia. it's it's a, Italia, it's clear to you that, like, he's lying, but it's because he doesn't know if you guys are legit or not.
0: Oh. Do we have, like, a secret
4: symbol to show him or We
2: something? have Mama
1: Jaren's scones. let Cha-Cha ate them.
4: I mean, probably at this point. There is half a scone left. Like, Cha-Cha, like, holds up half a crusty-ass scone.
0: Uh, do we have, like, a letter from Mama
1: Jaren or something? No, Merrick didn't give you anything like that. Ugh.
4: Guys,
3: like, Sala, we know that you're a contact for Mama Jaren and Merrick and Sharman, so, like, let's talk. Like, we just need some direction. We're trying to recover this caravan.
1: Give me a 12 persuasion. 17. Sala looks at you and says, Mama Jaren, you said? Yeah. And where did you say you were from? Sharman. Oh, the caller. Yes. Okay. Well."
3: She might be a baller or a shot caller. I'm not <laughs> sure.
1: He smiles. He's like, oh, she's definitely a caller. That's what she does. Yes. Uh, so I assume you hear about the, the caravan itself. Very frustrating situation, that one.
3: Why? What's, like, what's like, going on? Have any information?
1: Well, we sent Glemuel to bring back the caravan, gave them a budget, and they left for Bodrov. Pick up the shipment and to bring it back. And Clemuel was the only one who showed up. And I haven't been able to get a straight answer out of her. I'm alone here at the moment.
3: So, you think we should go talk to him? Where you got him?
1: She's staying at an inn. Seems to be trying to drink her cares away.
0: Ah. Well, he doesn't know us, so.
1: No, she probably doesn't. I've tried to reach her, get information out of her, but I haven't had much luck. And it's been problematic I need to report back in. But shall we say, uncertainty is not looked upon fondly. So I need more information before I can really report in. And Clemuel has so far refused to give me any of the information that I seek.
3: Why not? Is he scared or is he... Ashamed?
1: I don't know. When I've asked her to come meet with me, she's refused. When I went to the inn to find her, she left and refused to talk to me. And as of this point, I have not been authorized to use any more invasive techniques to get the information we need.
3: Yeah, I do prefer non invasive techniques myself. Uh, so that's probably a good thing. Uh,
1: that makes sense, I'm sure. What did you refer to the caller as again? Mama J? she uh, she yeah. prefer that as well. Yeah,
4: Mama J. Uh, I
2: think cha has a question. This is Chacha, by the way. I'm next.
4: Where is Pedro? Slightly northwest.
1: Yeah, Bodorov is west-northwest, about 150 miles from Sholmus.
4: Is it on the map of places Chacha can't go?
1: It is not on her map. She's heard of it, but she doesn't know exactly where it is.
4: Snakes probably got them. They're out in numbers right now.
1: Salah kind of just, like, smiles that sort of, like, blank smile that any person that deals with customer service might get at a point where are ass, when something is thrown in front of them that they don't <laughs> know how to respond to. And then they look back at Nyx um, and Natalia and say, so, uh, if, uh she sends you, I am sure that that would be a high priority. I would deeply appreciate it, that if she's sending you, that you'd be willing to maybe look into an additional matter for me.
3: Oh, yeah, man. Like (laughs) We're on the same team, right?
1: Possibly.
3: Oh, are we not on the same team? Because that has me concerned that maybe I shouldn't have talked to you about Mama J. She should have been more explicit then.
1: Well, I guess the the question is is what is the door?
3: God damn it. Are we not on the same team? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're contractors. Okay. Well, um
3: Well, listen, don't hold it against us, man. We're just trying to make a buck, you know what I mean? We're going to help you. You're going to help us.
1: Well, uh, don't get me wrong if you're if you're contractors, there's still money in it. There's somebody I need to track down and they were Supposed to have been here by now. Okay. They were supposed to be coming from the north, the far northwest, not Bodrov, somewhere else. And uh, Milan, she was always such a powerful person. I never expected anything, but she was on her way here. She should have been here by now. She's always been incredibly reliable, reporting in. I've worked with her for years. And I haven't been able to follow up to figure out what's going on, because honestly, I haven't had access to colleagues or reliable contractors to look into it for me. But if a caller sent you here, I could offer some funds to try to find out what's going on there. Assuming that Clemywell has hidden the caravan shipment somewhere in the city, which seems unlikely. Presumably, you'll have to leave the city anyway. So, if you could look into this, I would be very appreciative and be willing to offer some monetary compensation for it.
3: Hell yeah! Let's uh, let's talk numbers, dude. What you thinking?
1: Well, so they were somewhere between here and Bodrov. They were coming from the north. It's possible that they went through the Dark Hills and wanted the caravan. Though so I don't know if that's likely or not. Her name was Stanis. And she was coming back with a shipment from the Crystal Falls Skyfields to the north of the Steadfast. And she should have been here by now. I know that she was coming from the far northwest of it. She wouldn't have gone through Bodruff, she's too smart for that. But somewhere between here and there she's at least a week overdue. That is not like her.
3: Alright, yeah. I mean what well, I mean, what what rate are you thinking?
1: for this well 200 shins a piece
3: uh, i don't know man like i think you can do a little better than that
1: well my discretionary budget only goes so far what are you suggesting
3: i don't know like 250 a piece you know make it around 1000
1: to okay, give me a persuasion roll your target is 12 to start but i believe you also have training so that's nine. correct
3: 17 Ooh, I like this die.
1: Fine, two hundred fifty on delivery.
3: All right, you got it, man. And uh, we'll we'll try to get you some clarity as to what's going on with the Glenuel. so you can make your report.
1: Okay, excellent, sir so, Glenuel, Last I heard, was staying at the Magger's Beard, which is an inn on the western side of Shalmas. And Nick's, this rings a bell to you. It is, once again, it is a dive bar. It is not particularly great, but it is something that actually offers room and board. So it's not quite as down and out as the Queen's Platoon. It's not a great place. Like, as far as you remember from your college days, there's not much to remember it from, except that, it, like, if there was a show there, it was very cheap cover to get in.
3: Hell yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, what was the name of it, Danielle? I missed it.
1: The Magger's Beard.
3: Magger's beard. Oh, yeah. Alright, yeah, I know that place. Anything else that you think could help us before we go, or?
1: Well, Clem is no contractor, so I'm deeply concerned that they're being so unresponsive.
3: Oh, I get it. He's, like, in the club, and he's not acting like he's in the club.
1: She. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh. Well, that's fine. (laughs) We can't take you anywhere. Uh sweet. Gee. Thank you.
1: Now, I'm happy to do other business with you if you wish, if you have shins to spend.
3: I don't, but uh
2: <laughs> Hello. Uh <laughs> could uh what uh do you have any c- ciphers that we could maybe look at? Also, you said you couldn't uh you said you can't apply any invasive methods, but if those would happen to be on sale, maybe things would go easier? I don't know. I don't
1: know. Dilly. Ooh, make a social <laughs> roll of 12. Oh, Shift. Uh, intellect, right? Yeah. Do you have any uh, no. assets or hindrances on social? No, absolutely not. Although, uh, I also ran a shop for a couple of years. Uh, this, that, that's a good try, but this I wouldn't work for this. This is not typical shop business that you're asking for. <laughs> I I feel like Dilly's definitely had some
2: experience with people just be like, hey, so uh, what if I could do this for her less?
3: He knows what the markup is.
2: Uh, So level of effort and intellect to lower this?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I need nine. Fourteen. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have ciphers. So, yeah, I have some items here. My lowest ciphers, to be honest, are 300 shins a pop, at minimum. Do you have that amount of funds on you? Now, Dilly, with your 14, you will know that you can talk him down at least 100 shins on these. If I had 200 shins, I might be able to do that. How many shins does Dilly have? 180. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could try to negotiate further. You could know for sure that you can talk to them down on 100 shins. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about trade-ins or trades? Depends on what you're trading. Well, what do you have to trade for?
2: What you got in
1: stock? <laughs> at 300 shins, I have a few options. I have this item. Point to the shelf at a smallish item. It's actually about the size of, like, a baseball with a button on it, it's like This one affects time. Somebody who triggers it is they and their companions are, as long as they're all within a good range of each other, are instantly transferred some period into the future. I have uh, this spray. It's a fireproofing spray. If you spray it against any non-living object, it has armor against fire damage for up up to three levels for 28 hours. And then I also have a Corrosive Swarm. It's a t- group of tiny machines that attacks for, when you release it, it attacks for a number of random period of time. Anyone within their cloud is, suffers damage. So mechanically Dilly, all of these are level 3. So when he's talking about damage, he's talking about 3 levels of damage. 3 damage. Roughly speaking, a cipher that's worth like
2: A hundred chins is level one, and then it kind of goes up in levels of a hundred. About that, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What about Numenera plans? Any of those in stock? Those are a little bit more outside my area of expertise. You might be better off checking out a right for those kinds of things.
2: All right. Does Dilly have any oddities? I do, but they're kind of lame. What are they? One's an object that just kind of forms a little bit of salt on the bottom. And then the other
1: one's an antiperspirant crystal.
3: Depending on how hard salt to, is to get, that could
1: be really good. It's, remember, Samson, in the ancient world, it's like, soldiers were paid in salt. Yeah.
4: But don't give up the crystal. Dilly might stank.
1: Dilly does that every morning. He just rubs his whole body with that crystal. <laughs> Dilly never sweats, he just pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's why he can't run very far, he overheats it very quickly. <laughs> I don't understand why working out so hard. Uh, um, yeah, none of them are really wild with me, so I don't know if anyone else is interested
1: in what's all's offering. I mean, he has other stuff, but it's the only stuff that's like yeah, anywhere within reason for you to get to. I don't have a whole lot of leverage, so. Ugh. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I guess if anyone else wants to certainly happy really to do business with anybody else who has chins to spare.
3: Nah, no, I ain't got no money, man. Ain't me. Are you interested in buying things
1: at all? Depends on what you're offering.
0: I'll pull out one of my oddities. It's a glass ball filled with fluid through which swims a bloodshot eye trailing its nerve endings. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. He takes a look at it, and he starts looking over it. And he's like, I'd offer you 50 shins for this one. Insight.
0: I look at Dilly. <laughs>
1: So, Dilly, you will have an asset on this because you were a shop owner.
0: And I will assist him because I'm here,
1: if that's possible. Okay, so that is a six then, Dilly, before any effort on your part. I will apply a level of efforts up to three. I roll six. Okay. You should be able to get 65 shins for this. He He wasn't pricing it down too hard, but he was doing, you know... A reasonable amount for business. He wasn't trying to screw you, but he was doing what's appropriate in a business setting for shopkeepers, what's typical. Okay.
0: Are you sure you can't just give a little bit more? We kind of got wiped out on our way here.
2: We are also working for Mama
1: Jaren. How about 60 shins?
0: I'll kind of look at him a little bit, and then I'll hand him the, the oddity.
1: He hands you back 60 shins.
0: Dope. A little bit of spending money. I don't think I'm going to get rid of any of my ciphers, but
4: when we leave the shop, I'm going to give Dilly one of them.
1: Okay. So you guys leaving the shop and heading to the Magger's Beard?
4: Chacha goes where Nyx goes, because she's literally attached on her back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, still? Yes. Just like a backpack. Yes.
1: Uh, did you did you notice that, that she has a is that like a homunculus on her back? I mean Chacha?
4: On whose back? Chacha hisses at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: like, "Oh God, okay." Um, uh, well, anyway, good luck. You know, here's everything I know. And He gives you like sort of a rough sketch of where he expected his contact to travel through.
3: All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be back. Maybe, like, or we might die.
1: What? Why would we die? That's always a possibility in business.
3: I know. Yeah.
1: He nods to you and waves
3: goodbye. All right, guys, let's go.
2: That was a joke, right? You were just being funny?
3: No, man. I mean, life is fragile.
0: Speaking of life being fragile, um, Dilly, uh, you know, you used two cyphers the other day. Why don't you hold on to this one and I'll give him my flame hand since he doesn't have any damage things. It's level three. A glove with a large metal device fitted over it. You can't use your hand, but it shoots fire. You can affect multiple targets that are in range to each other, so if you got a bunch of people, like, in
1: close range, you could just... Turn your hand into a flamethrower! Dope.
0: And then, just to note, my dudes, we should probably, while we're adventuring, if
3: we kill more monsters, loot
0: them! Sometimes they have ciphers, and I completely forgot because I was too busy being like, my face!
3: Oh yeah, dude, totally understand that. Like, you shouldn't feel bad.
0: I just think we should need to be starting being a little more resourceful for we're on the road and adventurous.
3: For sure, dude. Like, I don't have any ciphers, and that's a good point.
0: I just have this one that tells lies, that tells people why it's a lie eater. It tells me when people are lying, but I have to put it on my head, and it's kind of conspicuous. But if we ever need to interrogate someone, you know, if we ever get the balls to interrogate Mama Jaren.
2: Okay. I think in the next few minutes, we may need that. I think it's what Nick's is what Nyx is Going towards ah right.
0: Um, it says this.
3: First of all, I don't think that balls are prerequisite for interrogation, dude. But
2: <laughs> what are we? What are we talking about? <laughs>
3: this
0: <laughs> it feeds on brainwaves associated with deception. When a creature that it is pointed at lies, the tips of the tendrils lay up and wave about. Once activated, the device functions for ten minutes.
3: Dope. So
0: it's conspicuous is the real issue. Like, maybe if we threw the suit over our shoulder and locked him in a room and could just tie him in a chair and interrogate him. But in the middle of a bar, it might not be great.
3: Well, that bar, it's like iffy if anyone will really care. But I think that we should maybe just like try to talk to him first and be like his friend. Her friend? My God.
1: (laughs) Reexamine your own biases, Stace.
3: I know. I do all the time an important
0: part of the human condition or ab human condition in your case.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see it's is being inclusive
4: uh. <laughs> uh, also like this is alex speaking but we could tear ChaCha up and get her mind reading powers just saying
1: yeah it's true how much, how much?
4: XP do you need? No, I think I'm actually at it. I had to relook at my original character sheet. I've already tier- done three advancements, and now I got I need two more XP to do the next thing.
2: So should we go outside and grind some levels?
4: Yeah. So if we could just grind some levels,
1: it's not going to help you to grind levels outside. You have to discover things. Shh.
4: Guys, let's go. Uh...
3: Let's just go southeast. Let's just go discover ourselves.
0: (laughs) Let's try to find this location on this carefully drawn map that he gave us.
3: Well, that's north, but west.
0: Or do we want to go, so caravan first and then the lady?
3: No, the lady first, because she's here in town and, and has probably answered. Oh, the other lady, Stannis.
2: I think Clemuel first. We'll she also her
4: has first. a telepathic ray gun. What did you think her name is? Clemule. Is that accurate?
2: Yes. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> it's Clemule, Stannis, and then some bullshit in the Dark Hills.
3: Okay, so
0: Clemule with a G Clem- or a C? C. Like Clementine, but like Molecule and Clementine combined. Yes. All right, let's go
3: to the to the bar.
1: Okay, so you go to the Mager's Beer It is a rough and tumble place. It is not quite as bad as the Queen's Spittoon. The windows at least seem to have been repaired somewhat recently, although they are very dirty. And as you go in, you can see a rough crowd. There aren't many people in at this time of day. Most people are home, asleep. You see really only one person sitting at the bar drinking. And it is a middle-aged woman with dark brown hair, with lines of grey through it and she is tossing back shots of some sort of liquor over and over again. She has a bottle sitting next to her that she's just filling up. Just going for it.
3: nix comes up to the bar next to her with she sets Chacha down on a stool
1: for this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. The bartender wanders over and looks he's like, uh can I get you something?
3: Uh yeah, hang on. Italia. Yeah? Oh you got any shins? Yeah,
0: and I'll uh, slider her uh, 10.
3: Thanks, dude. Yeah, whatever you're already serving.
1: So you're looking for the, the house brew? Sure. Okay. How many?
3: Guys, do you want drinks?
1: Sure.
4: Uh-huh. Chacha? Chacha vigorously shakes her head.
3: No. No? Uh, you want a drink? Nick says and points to Clemuel, or who I assume is.
1: The one looks at you and says, I'm good. We had enough here.
3: All right. Three drinks, please.
1: Okay. That'll be a shin. Here you go. And uh, the bartender goes and she fills three glasses of the house brew and brings it back to you guys.
3: Thanks. Appreciate it. Really could use a rest. Oh my god. On the way in, we encountered some warm offs. It was pretty gnarly.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. And she wanders off to to another side of the bar and begins scribbling on a piece of paper, you're not exactly sure, but it looks like some sort of puzzle. Maybe it involves numbers. Sudoku. Could be. It's something involving numbers in a grid. (laughs) She's very intent on it.
3: Alright, well. Ready to split the party? Very welcoming here. What up, Chacha? What were
4: you gonna say? So, are you taking the one drinking, or the one serving?
3: No, nah, I don't know if we need to fight right now.
4: No, one of us interrogates one, the other goes the other way. Hedge bets. You get information from one, and then we find out from the inf- same information from the other, so we can compare and see who's lying. You think that they both know? I mean, like, the bartender might not know anything. Well, if Clemuel comes drinking here all the time, Clemuel talks. So if Did Clemuel wander away or is it like
3: she's sitting right here? She's
1: still sitting there working.
4: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. So if Clemuel talks and lies to you, we talk one of us talks to the bartender and see if Clemuel lies. Cool. That sounds like a good plan. What do you think, Clemuel?
1: Really? Okay. <laughs> 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 she looks up from her drink and looks over at you and says do I know you?
3: Aww, man. Uh, actually that's a good point my name is Nyx. Uh sometimes people call me Snicks <laughs> <laughs> this is the crew Italia, Cha-Cha, and Dilly uh, hmm. yeah we're contractors Italia's like baseball uh, Italia's ashamed of something right now I'm not really <laughs> sure what it is she does that sometimes
1: can't imagine
3: I can hardly imagine it. I see it literally every other day, <laughs> minimum. But like, you ever rolled with a crew? Like, sure. Shit's weird.
1: Sure, I have.
3: Yeah. What do you, What do you do? What do you, What are you into?
1: Are you trying to be deceptive, or are you just trying to be social?
3: Social, trying to make a connection. So kind of both, I guess. I think you could make an argument.
1: Okay. Give me a twelve social roll.
3: Okay. So nine. And then I'm going to ooh, spend almost half of my intellect pool <laughs> <laughs> to make it a six. And I got a not six. I get? got
1: a three. Mm. Unless you want to spend XP.
3: Am I ever going to tear up anyway? What even are tears? <sighs> no.
1: Okay. So she looks at you and says, "Maybe, maybe not. Everybody does different things during the course of their life.
4: That's so true.
1: And she pours herself another shot and drinks it.
4: Oh, you like liquor. Chacha's gonna, like, hug on Nix's sleeve. What? Maybe you should talk to the bartender. You're not doing well here. <laughs> alright. If you
3: think so. I don't know if I'm whispering loud enough, so alright, if you think so.
4: Chacha just assumes this is, like, Lone Shark guy. Where, for some reason, there's been, like, a weird misunderstanding, and they would be best friends if somebody hadn't missaid a word. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Chacha's gonna go sit at, like, right next to Lemuel, like, uncomfortably close, I think.
1: So she gives you the side eye and says, you know, there's a whole bar here to that.
4: Yeah, but you're gonna trade me information, so why would I sit anywhere else?
1: makes you think I'm going to do that?
4: Because I'm adorable.
1: Okay, so give me a social roll of 12.
4: <laughs> <sighs> well, guess what? She is adorable with a 17.
1: Okay. So it's, it's interesting. What kind of information are you looking for? And more importantly, what information do you have to trade?
4: Are there any horrors around?
1: Ooh, good question. Evens or odds?
4: Let's go even.
1: Stace rolled die. Tell me if you get even or off. Odd. Yeah, so you don't see anything significant, just the usual centipedes.
4: I can tell you where the centipedes are on your body right now.
1: What, what centipedes are you talking about?
4: They're just going in and out and in and out. You tell me about the caravan and I'll tell you about the centipedes. I
1: don't want to talk about the caravan.
4: What do you want to talk about?
1: Honestly, how good this whiskey is.
4: Do you want to talk about before the caravan? Or after? Just not the caravan.
1: She looks both ways. And go ahead and give me another social roll. Twelve. This time you'll have an asset, so it'll be a nine. I
4: think I'm going to put effort into it just in case. Good idea. This is intellect, right? Yep. I have one edge, so that brings it. Okay. Just wasting my mind here. Getting an eighteen.
1: Okay. She says, all I know is afterwards, I came here, found my way to a bottom of a bottle. And as long as they keep bringing the bottle to me, I'm happy to stay here.
4: But that's not your mission statement. You're supposed to help the people.
1: You don't know anything about my mission statement.
4: You're supposed to help humans and app humans.
1: Listen, I tried to help people. I don't even know who you are. Who are you?
4: I'm ChaCha, and I'm going to change the world. Okay?
1: So, nice thing. But, who are you? Like, uh, Yeah, how do you even know about a caravan?
4: The caller sent us to help. So you get a second chance.
1: <laughs> she laughs for a moment, and then there's, like, you can see, she's actually, like, choking back a sob. And she says, I I did everything I could. I I told them not to touch it. I told them to leave it alone. Just keep it in the wagon. And they didn't listen. I did everything... I could. And I'm I'm just lucky I got away. And I I'm I'm not going back there. I'm telling you I'm not going back there. I don't care how important it is I'm not going back there after what I saw.
4: Chacha gets out her little map and says, We'll go there. And you'll help us fix it by telling us how to get there. And then you'll done everything.
1: So give me a social role it's gonna be with an asset just gonna be a nine. Fourteen. I picked them out myself. I vetted them out myself. We went to Baldrov, we picked the shipment like we were supposed to. It was fine. We picked up three statues that we were supposed to, and we went the way we were supposed to. They were they were good. They were all good. But I told them not to touch any of them, and and then they touched them, and and then it was just the grove, and it was they were gone. There's nothing left. Just the grove. And the girl was there and then all I could hear was bees. And I I ran. I ran as fast as I could. And I found my way back here and I found my way to the bottom of the bottle and I I I believe in it. I believe in the mission. I I did not sign up for this. And she takes another shot.
4: Chacha's gonna nod and then say, My friend Italia said that the wrong horrors." They keep making the same choices over and over again because fate. Maybe it's fate you would be here for us to come find so we could make it all right. And then you can keep helping.
1: Maybe. It's not very comforting, Chacha.
4: I've got friends on the other side who will tell me what to do. It's fine.
1: <laughs> One of those, huh? Yeah, the color has got a soft spot for those. They all do. I won't go back there, Chacha. I'm, I'm out.
4: Then just, like, teach children or something. Make kids happy. That's still helping.
1: takes a deep breath, and she takes another shot, and then she turns and she looks at you, Cha-Cha, with a very steady gaze, she says, How can I do that? I know what's out there. What's waiting for anyone that takes the wrong detour. I know that... I believe in the mission. I know what's coming, and I know what we need to do, but it's it's too much. I can't, I can't pay that cost, Cha-Cha. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I thought I could, but I can't. And I know what that means for me, eventually, but I'm not sending anybody else to their death. They were good kids, Cha-Cha. Good people. They didn't know any better. And. Who knows, they may not have been any more aware of what they were getting into than you were. I lost them. It was my mistake. And then she like, lowers her head for a second and takes them drink.
4: It's better to be prepared and still die than be unprepared and wish you had better circumstances. You're going to die anyway. But the way you're drinking, the centipedes are going to reach your brain. And they're not, they're harmless right now, but if they make it to the brain, then you're just gone. And no one can help you. So you need to help other people first.
1: She pauses for a moment and she says, honestly, what's keeping them at this point? And she leans over and she drags across the map that you presented at one point. And she leans over and she draws a circle of the dark hills. And she says, there's the grove. That's what's left of it. And uh, whatever gods there are, forgive me for telling you, but if you're after the shipment, this is where you'll find it. Now, uh, please let me drink in peace.
4: Jatcha folds up her map and kind of just hops off the stool and presents it to Nyx like, go. Thank you. There was this cat. I was looking
3: at it, so what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nyx then copies it onto the map she got from Merrick, and Hans hands ChaCha's map back mm-hmm. to her.
4: She puts away the no-no zone maps. All right, well, uh, anything else we need, ChaCha? Or no, she's just gonna drink herself to death. We're good. Fuck yeah, good work, dude. You're fucking terrifying. <laughs> In a good way. I'm designed to be that and adorable.
3: Yeah, it really is a powerful combination, cha cha. Alright. Sweet. Well, guess I'll finish this beer.
1: You finish the beer. That's what you'd like to do.
3: It for next.
0: I could use a nap.
1: This place does have rooms.
0: Like I would like I wouldn't mind sleeping before we head out, I guess. Probably.
4: That's a good idea.
1: So it's two shins per room. Each room has two beds.
4: Cha-Cha offers to pay and trade.
1: What is she offering to trade?
4: A performance.
1: Give me a social roll, time.
4: 17.
1: For a performance, they'll give you one room.
4: I'll pay for a room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Tali
0: so will immediately go and
4: collapse into the bed with Jeski.
1: So Cha-Cha, please give me a performance roll. Your target is going to be a 12. 16. You earn an additional six shins from your performance from people tipping you. Woo! What is the performance that you're doing?
4: I think...
1: Keeping in mind you don't have Scorps anymore because they're all
4: gone. I know. I think she's, because she's going to take a nap soon anyway, she's going to use hedge magic to try and help, like, illustrate a tale. I can't remember what that person's name is, but Clemantha or whatever her name is. Clemuel? Yeah, Clemuel. <laughs> I think Chacha wants to, like, inspire Clemuel to not give up and kind of go with, like, the tale of, like, semi-tale of Chacha that she just wants to help people. Like, keeps getting, like, bucked down, but eventually she's going to help people and change the world.
1: Okay. I would say Clemuel probably passes out drunk partway through the performance, but it is a good performance. And that's what you earn your shins from. Because Clemuel's in a pretty bad yeah. place. Like turning her around from that is not going to be easy.
4: Oh, yeah. It's just she wants to put the little seed in there.
1: So you're all getting a full night's sleep in an inn, which means you don't have to keep watch. So everybody can do, if they want, recovery rolls up to their 10 hour.
4: Heckin' yeah.
2: Before Clemuel passes out, it's kind of when the party is dispersing a little bit. Can I ask Lemuel a question? You can try, sure. Uh, so Dilly's going to go up to her as compassionately as Dilly can. She's going to go, hey, what is the door?
1: She looks at you and uh, says, uh, uh, fucking contractors. <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. No idea what you got gotten yourself into. Mike, you told me. She grabs an extra shot glass from behind the bar you drink and pass it to you, says have a shot little man you're gonna need it eventually Oh, thanks I guess we'll take it so you guys have a night's sleep Dilly okay. you have another dream oh shit and in this dream once again you open your eyes you can't move but you're in the warehouse but on the other side of the room you see somebody there against the wall it's Polos, except that his body has been torn into three pieces. And you see a sidra standing there saying, the first test went well. And then a huge hulking figure of a man walks into view. He's easily seven feet tall, enormously muscular, and with all sorts of strange synth grafted against his neck. And he looks at Asidra and says, "Well, it's one Lucent taking care of I need a real test." She says, "The little one?" And we've already, we've already done everything else we needed from it. Seems like a waste. And Minos looks at her and says, "I need a real test." And Asidra pauses. She takes a step back, and she looks at you in the stream and says, "Well." I guess you have a new target. And, and there's like a, like a chittering response from you. Let me tell you all about. a did look And then your dream fades. And you guys all wake up the next morning. Fuck. <laughs> so you guys have woken up in the morning. It is up to you guys to decide. What are you guys going to do next?
0: Well, I would like to find some more provisions that aren't mushrooms. Before we leave. And then, I guess.
1: Uh, the bar might have provisions. They do. It's, like, stuff that they prepare there. They're not going to have, like, provisions for the road. You'd have to go to a another store for that. Oh, damn. Let me put it this way. To fast forward through this, through, like, <laughs> the logistics of stuff that's not, like, necessarily story-based, like, probably for about, like, five to six shins, you guys could get a very good larder for the journey of stuff that's, like, actually packaged for travel and ready to go.
0: Italia goes for it. She goes hard for it. She's like, nope, I just, like, there's too many shitty things. Shitty food on top of it does not need to be one of
2: them. Uh, Dilly will give Talia two shins towards that.
4: Thank you.
1: Okay, so you guys have a good supply of food.
4: Chata doesn't see the hate towards the mushrooms. Like, that's nature just giving you.
1: Because it's what she lived off of for years, honestly.
4: Yeah, Nyx doesn't buy any prepackaged trash. <laughs>
3: Nyx doesn't want that garbage. She buys, like, a couple basic ones. Just in case.
1: <laughs> True to Nix's privilege, she only looks for or like organic solutions, <laughs> like or stuff that she's always for herself. Uh,
0: oh, Italia is all about it. Just because these guys are like mm, mushrooms, berries. I'm so excited. I just
3: want to say that every morning when traveling, you guys have like woke up and looked turned around for Nyx and she's been, you know, running back with Jessky. like, hey.
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's good yeah like N- Nick's has definitely been getting in her morning parkour runs let's say this like the neighbors in the area have definitely talked about like the like strange woman who's been running along the buildings like along the buildings not just down the road with a <laughs> vest
4: in a hot dog costume
1: <laughs> you know first we thought she was an Echo but she's far too solid for that
3: just for the run.
1: Whenever she gets back, Jeski is very excited to return to Italia.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt, no doubt with her. <laughs>
2: She's
4: just the subcontractor for walks.
1: It's almost like Jeski has a relationship with Nix that you wish you had. Oh,
3: the <gasps>
4: oh.
0: oh. oh, oh, jab burn.
3: <laughs>
0: Woo. Italia loves her life so much. So much. So much life love.
3: I hope Italia can find happiness. I really do.
0: Uh,
1: okay, so what do you guys want to do?
0: Got some dope provisions.
3: Ruins. Hi.
0: Are we going to walk off into the sunset?
3: I don't want to wait till sunset. I think that we should get on the road, you know?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, let's leave now so we can beat that sunset.
2: I think the Dark Hills are also in the south, so let's not go west. Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. Not quite the sunset. Samson's got his map open. I just remember where the sunset. Tata <laughs> has
4: an oddity for that.
0: Also, since I slept,
4: would I have teared up then?
1: Sure.
0: Or do we want to do that next time? No,
1: go ahead and talk about what. What did you tear up with when you slept?
0: I guess I haven't decided. I'm I'm stuck between flash and hover for my esoteric.
1: Ooh, they're both good.
0: Beating flash again. You create an explosion of energy at a point within close range.
4: I feel like Hover goes better, though, with, like, that super stanky spy aesthetic. Flash is kind of like a look at me. Yeah, she's been hitting stuff
0: hard, though. And I just don't see anything else that's, like, damage other than Flash.
1: Yeah, if you're going for damage, Flash definitely sounds like the nano choice.
0: Actually not that much damage, but it, it's, like, an area of effect. Well, I mean, like, you'd hit more people.
1: That would make sense because there are, believe it or not, I think as a nano, you would understand there are extra dimensional creatures that are basically immune to direct attacks and only are affected by area of effect.
4: So wait, would that area of effect include us? Maybe. Well, it
0: doesn't explicitly say AoE. It just, it says it hits everything within a range. That means your companions as well, yeah. Blast inflicts two points of damage to all creatures or objects within the area. Okay, fine. I'll just do hover.
4: No, you guys can do flash. I'm just like, okay, we can plan this.
2: I've already scarred Italia for life, so... No.
4: Yeah, I think
0: she'll do hover. And I wanted something else that, like, went kabam. How? You could do flash. Yeah, we're not stopping you.
1: It makes sense to me that Italia would be looking for something that's offensive.
0: I could do it within close range, and then it affects an area up to immediate range from that point. So as long as I can see the location where I'm intending to intent set yeah. the explosion.
1: There you go. Makes sense. It
0: says. Okay. I will do flash then. I just
4: figured I would ask that question so we didn't get the surprise. Guess what just happened?
0: Yeah. And she will get, she can also see in the dark. As I see in the dark, I see in total darkness as though it's dim light. And in dim light, I see as though it's bright light or regular light.
4: No, my brain's just like, so wouldn't Flash super blind Atalia, because they're for a fact of nature? It's called
0: eyes adjusted.
1: Yeah, she's like really good at keeping with that.
0: Okay. And then I also have superb infiltrators so I can do lockpicking and tinkering with devices in an effort to make them work,
4: or at least work
1: for you. Okay. What are you guys going to do? Ruins. Pick up some breakfast burritos on the way out of town. There are definitely some great burritos on the way out of town. They're mostly insectoid, but they are delicious and savory. Like the way they spice them in Shalmas is for Nick's. It's sort of like she's missed it. It's like been sort of like her late night drunk food when she was in college. But for the rest of you, it is a revelation in the way they spice these breakfast burritos.
2: Oh yes. You know, I couldn't get street food back in uh, Sharmant, cause
1: wanted, but oh, fucking great, love it, because it's amazing. The meat is spiced in a way that kind of gives it a bite, but it also has this cream sauce on it that's not unlike tzatziki sauce. So it's as if you were once again, if you were drinking late at night and coming out and getting, hitting up a euro stand, <laughs> a really good one. Hell yeah.
4: I'm hungry now.
1: All right, which way are we going? I say to the people with the map, what are you guys doing? Are you going to where the missing agent was, or are you heading to the caravan?
3: Vaguely the same direction or not?
1: They're close. They're not exactly the same direction. You would have to, at a certain point, you'll have to choose one way or the other. They're probably, depending on how far off, like, you don't know how far the operative got along her path. So it could be that they're a day apart. It could be multiple days apart.
0: Well, let's do the one we came
4: for, huh? Yeah, I
2: vote for uh, Mama Jaren Quest. Just because we have a location for that. and A timeline. That too.
4: Chacha, like, repeats the story that Clemuel told her. Like, to kind of go, hey, this is what we're dealing with. Because she's not sure how much everybody else heard. That is kind of horrifying. Good
2: point. Yeah, I tried to ask her what the door was. She knew we were contractors, so that was annoying. I,
3: I'm i really over these people, like, not just
4: being clear. I don't know. I,
3: I mean, I kind of feel like they're paying us to do a job and that they don't have to tell us everything, you know?
4: Asking questions can
0: be tricky. Yeah, they just uh, unpended my life, sort of, so.
2: Was that Guardians of Night's Hope or was that really just the handlers being shitty? Seems like the handlers are mostly shitty. I think
4: that was the handlers being shitty. You
2: no, just Natalia make decisions on her own. <laughs> I would never say that out loud.
4: Did you
3: guys hear that pigeon? Natalia just keeps walking. Just keeps walking. Natalia never wants to talk about anything, ever.
0: That's because every time she tries to express her feelings, it's not in the way that you guys want her to, so then you beat her up for it, and then she's like, right, I shouldn't express my feelings. What? Aw.
3: I feel like you drop bombs that then refuse to talk. <laughs>
2: Dilly's been open. Dilly's been talking and taking Talia seriously, I think.
4: I'm just going with the theory that Chacha doesn't understand most normal emotion. So she's just like, I don't understand what is happening. <laughs> this isn't as simple as Lone Shark Guy.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So you guys are going towards where Clemuel well directed you, right? Walking and talking the whole yes. way. Mm-hmm. It takes you a few days to follow this path. You know that there's a town along the way, but even before you see it, you can see the town, but to the south you see where the spot is that Clem circled called the Grove. And you see this copse of... They look like trees, except they're mostly transparent. They're made of sort of a translucent material. It would be... It looks almost like strong glass, but it's not as clear as strong glass.
4: Chacha shoots it with a
1: dart thrower. Really?
4: Yeah. Worked for the spiders.
1: Okay, so give me... It's pretty easy to hit, so with your light weapon, it's only a three. Okay. Question, Dan. Are saying the growth? The grove. What did you get, Alex?
4: Got a ten.
1: Okay, so one of your darts hits one of these translucent trees and embeds in its side.
4: So the trees are real.
0: Yeah. Is the clear thing Numenera-based? Can I examine it and see if I can see what's going on?
1: You have to get closer than a dart throw range. You have to get pretty close.
0: Okay, can I look around to see if there's any obvious danger in approaching it?
1: Give me a perception roll of nine.
0: Okay, and I'm trained in perception. That's a four.
1: You don't see anything.
0: Okay, um, I will gingerly approach and try to examine what's going on here. Okay.
1: You see the dart in the side of this translucent tree? It's of a material that you don't recognize. Okay. It's synth-like, but not synth. Give me another perception roll. Your target is six.
0: Well, I rolled a six.
1: In this grove of trees, you see something that looks dark and red amongst these trunks. Does it look like liquid, or...? You'd have to approach to get more idea. Okay.
0: I guess I... If I can't examine it from here, I will approach closer to see what it is.
1: Okay. It looks like one of these translucent trunks, but you see it embedded through the body of somebody who appears that at least they were once human. They have tan skin and blonde hair, and they are nobody that you recognize. But you see it's like it's in, like the trunk is embedded through their body and like there are tendrils of their branches that are running out the sides, in fact, running in and out of their arms, holding them as if they're in some way almost crucified, but deeply through this branch. Oh my gosh. And as you're staring at them that head lifts up and they open with bloodshot eyes and they look you in the eyes with such focus and they say in a raspy voice, Kill me! And that's where we'll end this episode. Damn.
3: Oh, okay. Lovely.
1: Nyx, is there anything that stuck out to you for Nyx for this episode, Stace? I felt
3: like Nyx wasn't very effective during this episode. Uh, I like when Nick does talking, I think we've, I've said that before. I'm trying to think of anything that discovering the echoes, what they were, was pretty awesome. So that uh, was real cool. And still, still noodling on that one. So.
1: (laughs) Cool. We have a segment that we do every week called Player Intrusions, where we tell you about something that you should check out. And we will even offer you an XP for it. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out?
3: All right. I'm going to offer our listeners an XP to check out the Cypher Unlimited Discord server. Cypher Unlimited is a community around the Cypher system. Real cool crew over there. Uh, we actually did a interview with them. Gosh, it's mid-June, so...
2: Beginning of June, I think.
3: Beginning of June, on our YouTube channel, but just a real cool crew in the on the Discord server. You can talk about any variation of the cipher system that you want to. It's all on there. I played Vert for the first time through like a a, a game uh, that was organized through the server. There are always GMs looking for groups for one shots or campaigns. So if you're looking for cipher games, like that's definitely worth checking out. You're gonna be able to hop in and try it out with a one shot so uh and like i said the community i think it's managed really well it seems to be you know very inclusive and welcoming and yeah so if you like the cipher system at all if you like talking to people about the cipher system if you just want to learn more about the cipher system go to the cipher unlimited discord you can uh which we'll put a link daniel i'll find the link or you can get the link yourself because we're both members who else is? are we all I think
1: so. Marietta's definitely in there. Samson's in there.
3: That is the place to be to to check out and learn more and hang out with other people who like Cypher. Cool.
1: I mean, I've been a member for a long time, and there's a lot of traffic in there. It seems like they've got games going on all the time, so if you don't have a group that you're working with, not everybody's as lucky as we are to have a group that does Cypher as easily. They, can, they have one shots going on all the time and it's a great way to dip your toes in or especially for me as a gm i've reached i've joined them multiple times to ask questions about what to do for certain situations it's a little more complicated now that my players are part of it (laughs) it's a great server and they do a good job the interview we had with them was really fun
3: it was a lot of fun yeah, just the the ability to find games. I feel like that's the hardest part of being a, a tabletop RPG fan. And I've played more than one one shot through there. I'm always looking. It's just a matter of schedule, you know, but I've been able to find a few that fit right with my schedule. So place with some really cool people. Just check it out.
1: Absolutely. Great pick. If people wanted to reach out to us to tell us about what they thought about the podcast or even if. They're a Cypher Unlimited member want to tell us about what they love about the community. How would they do that, Marietta?
0: Oh man, the best place to start would be our website, which is explorerswanted.fm and there's links to all of us on there. But we are active on Twitter at Explorers Wanted, and we have Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast and Facebook, Explorers Wanted Podcast, and then we have Patreon now, and we're Explorers Wanted on there. We would love it if you'd come support us if you are able. And then The biggest place that you will really get good interaction with us is our Discord server. We're very active in there, and we love to have new people to interact with because we're lonely and like attention.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, we would deeply appreciate it if you would consider supporting us on Patreon. if it's within your financial means. If not, we totally get it. If you like the podcast, honestly, the best thing that you could do for us is tell a friend and tell them why you like the podcast and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do for us is to leave us a rating and review on a podcast directory Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, any of those things, anything that allows you to leave a review, especially a written review. That really helps us build an audience, which is, I can't emphasize enough, so critical in these early days of a podcast. We really want to make sure that we build a strong community of cool people that listen to the podcast and honestly can dig the story that we're telling and dig Numenera and the cipher system. If you don't like the podcast, if you didn't like today's episode or you didn't like it in general, well, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. You have to understand, time travel is complex and I have crossed an abyss of time to find you, to get past this next bit. If my history is right, it should be you that this applies to. Get a pad of paper or notebook and a pen that writes smoothly. After sun sets and the gloaming has faded to darkness, take a seat at your dining table and turn off the light. Without looking at the paper, allow your hand to move at its own inkling, letting the spirit of the room move your pen freely. You may have a message at the end of it, in which case... You didn't let go enough and try again. You'll know it's right when you see a strange glyph. It will be blocky with few curves, but you'll see the obvious symbolic inspiration for the sigil by the time you turn back on lights. Now take that piece of paper and keep it with you for a year. Don't lose it and do not let it become damaged. It needs to be kept pressed against your skin. This is the only way that you'll be safe. If you need to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Angelic, A-N-D-R-L-I-K.
4: You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu.
1: You can bother me at Slant
2: Potato.
4: You can tell me what is dog at Realty Unicorn.
0: And I have a Twitter that I should use more, and it's at I'm on a
1: Hike. Okay, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good night. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good day, and bye!